Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, just making sure I'm super clear. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to the This Movie Is podcast. I am Emily and I'm here with my co-host Tommy. And today we are going to be discussing the impacts of the COVID-19 coronavirus on the entertainment sector. Yes, as I'm sure you all know, this has affected all industries, big and small, everything from waiters to heads of studios. Everything is being affected by this pandemic. Yes, so as this is a movie-related podcast, we thought we would take a little bit to just discuss how this is affecting the movie industry presently and potentially in the future. Yeah, movies are being pushed back. Yeah. And then you have other instances where films are being released least to streaming just straight out of the gate you know obviously you have direct to streaming or direct to video or what have you but for something like for instance uh, i have a young niece who likes the trolls yeah they were making a new trolls movie that was set to come out and i mean this is a huge thing with kids all the merchandise the toys and everything and now this happens and it's like well shit what do we do how do we release this without creating a problem or how do we make our money back in the theaters when nobody's going to want to go to the theaters anymore? So, well, they, well, they can't. Exactly. So what they originally planned to do was give it a simultaneous release between theaters and streaming. But as things escalated and all the theaters shut down, now it's just going straight to streaming for 20 bucks. Yeah, there's been a few movies like that that are having the general sort of three-month window that it takes to go from the movie theaters to streaming services and being able to buy has definitely been shortened. I know that they are releasing Birds of Prey, the new Harley Quinn movie soon. If not, they haven't already done it. Yeah, numerous movies have been going to streaming very early than they normally would. We have Sonic the Hedgehog, which came out February 14th. We have Ben Affleck's The Way Back, which only came out March 6th. And um, I feel bad for Affleck. I feel like he's having a rough time. This movie seemed very autobiographical. Have you seen the commercial for this one? No, I don't even, I haven't even heard of it. Is it about him being an alcoholic and cheating on his wife? It's about him being an alcoholic. I don't know about the cheating on his wife part, but yeah, it's about him being an alcoholic and he ends up coaching a basketball team or something. And I haven't seen the movie. I'm assuming through this, he becomes a better person and maybe isn't an alcoholic anymore sounds shit no i want to see that movie i'm like i'm an affleck fan but a movie of affleck playing an alcoholic i feel like it's gonna be a great performance because how could it not be yeah but yeah even more recent we have the hunt i still believe and bloodshot have you heard of any of these movies? I have heard of a few of those movies, yes, but obviously not as much as I would because they haven't been advertising many movies at all, to be honest, on Australian screens as much as they usually would be, obviously trying to encourage people to go to the cinemas. Something really interesting here I also see is there's a movie, Disney Pixar's Onward, only came out on March 6th. So it wasn't something that they could hold back because it had already been released, I guess, by the time they realized they were fucked. And not only is it on streaming, but it is on Disney Plus streaming. So you don't even have to pay full price for that movie. If, if you have a Disney Plus subscription, I mean, a movie that was only in the theaters for what, like maybe two weeks before it got pulled. And now if you have Disney Plus, you've got like a brand new movie. That's interesting. I didn't think they would put it straight to Disney Plus. I thought maybe they would make it that they you had to pay a certain 
price. But I guess they must just be thinking that, I don't know, maybe they actually could be making more money or equivalent almost of the money they made on production of that movie with all the people signing up to Disney Plus now. Like all the kids at home, they might be killing it, to be honest. It's not a bad business strategy because Disney Plus is a new streaming service. I mean, relatively new. I think it started in November and there's already so many streaming services. But a lot of them didn't have the Disney movies. So it's right. kind of exclusive. And I don't know if this is of interest to you, but apparently they have all of The Simpsons on Disney Plus too. Yeah. Which you can't really get on many streaming services, if any. Yeah, aside from the current season, which is on Hulu, Disney Plus is the only place to get the older, actually good seasons of The Simpsons. But I think it's actually an interesting business strategy when you have a fairly new streaming service and you have a movie that you pretty much got screwed on because as soon as you released it, the world fell apart. So it's not like it's not like there are other movies like Black Widow or Milan. Those movies didn't go out yet, so they can hold them back for a proper theatrical release. But something like this, as soon as you put it in the theater, you can't pull it back. You know, once it's out there, it's out there. So it's definitely an interesting way of doing it. And maybe they're thinking, you know what? Instead of trying to force people to pay 20 bucks to see this movie, like all the other new movies are doing, saying, hey, all you need to do is subscribe for Disney Plus and you can see this movie. And Disney Plus is only... It's cheap. Yeah, I think it's fairly cheap. I think it's maybe under $10. So I wouldn't be surprised if something like that gets them a big spike in Disney Plus subscriptions. And with something like that, also they're thinking long term, like, well, maybe we get people in and then they like the service and they stay in. Or maybe they just forget they're subscribed and they keep paying every month. Yes. So I think that's definitely the most interesting of all the moves I've seen is putting that... I think actually Disney Plus would have in a shit kind of way look I'm not going to say happy but when they heard that schools are beginning to close worldwide Mm. they would have just been like ding 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 it's our time to shine boys (laughs) yeah because if you're a parent and say you're off of work if you're one of the many people that is currently out of work or you're working from home and you've got your kids running around and you're just just like oh fuck you know (laughs) what am I going to do with these kids yeah I could see it being a very appealing option to having a streaming service that's very focused on family and children's content to be able to say, hey, go watch some TV, go watch some Disney Plus. Yeah, I think a lot of parents will be feeling very, very grateful that Disney Plus is a thing. I mean, who knows what they did back in the Great Depression of the 1920s, <laughs> like played bloody, I don't know, jacks. What are those things that you drop and, you know, those things? Yeah. Who knows? I actually stopped by my sister's yesterday and I could tell my niece was running amok of the place. Like it was an absolute absolute disaster oh my gosh they just look like exhausted (laughs) it'll be interesting when and if this all blows over if studios and production companies will go back to making people wait from theater to release again or whether they might be a whole change up in the models of how they transition from theater to streaming anyway I don't really know. I've heard it's been something that studios actually are more interested in, but the theaters obviously are very much against it because they're going to lose a ton of business if there's other options, especially people like me who just hate going to the movies. I I love movies. I hate going to the movies. What? I'm pretty sure we've talked about this. That's a whole different topic of conversation. Well, it's kind of 
going your way anyway because, yeah, like you said, cinemas have shut down abroad in America and we have lockdown laws in Australia of pubs, clubs, restaurants, cinemas, churches. They're all being shut down now. So that so is they are being shut down now because in our last podcast you were talking about how you were concerned that things weren't being closed. New laws came into effect, but stores and shopping centers are still open, which is very wild to me. But people need shit. Do they? They don't. Like supermarkets, I can understand keeping that open. But like Target, well, in Australia, Target doesn't sell food. Mm. They only sell like clothes and toys and electronics and homewares. And I'm just like, do people really need new homewares right now? Know what I'm saying? Maybe. No. What if you were down to your last pair of underwear and you just split them in half and you're like, fuck, now I have no underwear. I got to go to Target. Well, what kind of person has no underwear? <laughs> what kind of person only has one pair of underwear? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that person deserves to get coronavirus and stay home. <laughs> Get your shit together. Anyway, so we've got the cinema shutting down. We've also got some productions that are being halted. So the ones that I know of at the moment is the next Mission Impossible movie has suspended filming and delayed their filming. And also the new The Little Mermaid live action production has been suspended. Apparently there's two Avatar sequels that are yep. currently suspended. There's a Batman movie with Robert Pattinson that's currently suspended. Oh, damn. It's really keen for there's another jurassic park movie i mean there's some big stuff that is right now just kind of waiting apparently there's a home alone reboot i did read that and i'm kind of happy it's suspended because you mess with perfection it's a hard no from me (laughs) and in terms of movies that have been finished but are selecting to delay the release no time to die the new james bond movie and also one that i was really keen for was A Quiet Place Part 2 with Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Something interesting about that film is that they had their premiere on March 8th. The film was set to be released on March 18th, I'm seeing here. So they premiered it, and then in that span of... Like a week's time, basically. Yeah, like a week's time, they were just like, nah, you know what, fuck it. It's crazy. It's a film they already had their grand premiere for, the marketing, you know, you you were seeing the commercials and everything, and now it's like, well, fuck, what do we do? We either release this and nobody's going to go see it, or we just eat the cost of the marketing, and then we try again six months from now, a year from now. Crazy. The other problem is that every date is pretty much accounted for. Like, for instance... Since the Fast and the Furious franchise, it's become like a billion dollar franchise somehow. I don't know how it grew that large, but it has become a colossal franchise. And they make a lot of their money in China. So when this happened, they had a movie coming out. The ninth one, yeah. May 22nd. So that's still a good ways off, but they just pulled that for their new date is April 2nd, 2021. Oh my gosh. So they've literally just gone right ahead and pushed it forward a whole year. Yeah, almost an entire year. Because like I said, this is too big a franchise and too big in China for them to just be like, well, we'll release it. I don't know, three months, maybe six months. First off, you have to have the date. And the problem with summer films is every date is accounted for by something and and generally speaking, you rarely ever see two big films released on the same day because nobody ever wants to compete with each other. So just because you're like, okay, we're not going to release it on May 22nd anymore, that doesn't mean you're going to be able to get another date in June or July, you know? So they were probably just looking at the calendar and saying, well, what's available? And I guess they felt our best bet is 
games to release it around the same time of year next year. Hopefully this will all have blown over by then and we can, again, have to sacrifice what we spent on marketing it right now. I haven't even seen the new one marketed, really. I have. I was starting to see some trailers and stuff for it. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, though. If well, I mean, also gonna... in America, we have the Super Bowl is a colossal event. And to buy an ad for the Super Bowl is a lot of fucking money. One of the ads for the Super Bowl this year was Fast and Furious 9. So that right there, they're going to be like, motherfucker. But at the same time, it's like, well, you have to eat that cost because the amount of money you're going to lose if you release it now is going to be far greater than what you've spent already in marketing. Yeah. But moving on, one of my most anticipated films of the summer got moved all the way back to December 23rd. And that is Top Gun. No, see, you're wrong. No, Ghostbusters Afterlife did get pushed back from July to March 2021. But I can't say I'm optimistic about it after seeing the trailer. But what I am optimistic about is Top Gun Maverick. Have you ever seen the original Top Gun? Look, I think I may have, <laughs> but I'm not wild about it. I'm more of a Mission Impossible, Ethan Hunt kind of girl myself. I'm just a Tom Cruise fan in general. I feel like the man can do no wrong. I know, and I hate it because he's like a Scientologist <laughs> freak. Who cares? But I'm like, oh my God, give me, give me more, give me more. But even, I notice even if a movie is not great... His performance is always great. Like, he's always great in the movie, even if the movie itself kind of sucks. Fucking legend. I never get the sense Tom Cruise is phoning it in. Like, there's a lot of actors where you can kind of tell they're kind of phoning it in. What do you mean? What does that mean? You know, like, you could tell they're kind of just in it for the paycheck, or they're just, they're not giving it their all. They're kind of just going with the motions of it, you know? Yeah. Whereas Tom Cruise, it feels like every performance, he's just, like, dialed in. (laughs) You know? He's just... Yeah, he's just straight killing it. Yeah. So I'm really bummed about that. And and also my guy John Hamm is in that movie. It's directed by Joseph Kaczynski, I think is how his name is pronounced, who did another Tom Cruise movie, Oblivion. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. Oblivion. It sounds familiar. Oh, oh no. Oh, I think I have seen it, but I don't remember. It is a wonderful movie. Amazing cinematography and amazing soundtrack. I love it i feel like it didn't get as much accolades as it deserved so i'm psyched to see them teaming up again yeah cool i was actually going to the theater for that and now i gotta wait till christmas So moving on, Black Widow was pushed back to November and Mulan is being released in July. That's very interesting to me because Mulan being set for July 24th. Is this for a theatrical release, sorry, or a streaming release? This is theatrical. I I mean, I love their optimism. It does seem very optimistic. And also what we just talked about with Top Gun 2, it was originally scheduled for July 12th. So that's interesting that they felt that July 12th was a no-go and they pushed it back to December, whereas Disney is putting Mulan only a couple weeks later than that. That's weird. Yeah. Interesting. That, that is definitely, it's intriguing. It's intriguing to see how two different studios are handling this. And yeah, one of them looking into the future thinking July is still not going to be good. And the other one saying, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah, if they have to, they'll... 
they could always push it back again. But or uh, they could put it on Disney Plus. I wonder if I don't know if it has anything to do with them potentially anticipating to do that, or who knows. I mean, I guess that's always an option if, for whatever reason, they ended up not being able to release it in July either. Yeah, I wonder if they would just say fuck it and go straight to Disney Plus. Hmm. We may have to do an update to this podcast down the road in July and touch yes. base on the happenings in the film industry and how these studios have readjusted to everything. Yeah, absolutely. Either in terms of coping with it in the meantime or changing their whole production and release norms. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, maybe Mission Impossible wants to just be super safe because they want to have a massive premiere with a lot of big Maybe stars. Top Gun? Oh, sorry, yes, Top Gun. <laughs> you get your Tom Cruise's big stuff. Maybe they're choosing to push Top Gun that extra bit further down the year because it's an all-star cast and they want a huge you know, worldwide premiere, whereas with Mulan, maybe that's not as much of a focus for them. To be honest with you, I don't really know much about this Mulan film. I don't know who's in it. Is anybody noteworthy in it? I don't think so. It says actually Jet Li is in it, who I haven't seen in a while. Is it bad if I say who's Jet Li? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is he the Emperor of China? Oh wait, no. Sorry, I searched Jet Li and then it came up with him saying the Emperor of China in Mulan. Right, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, the Emperor of China's in Mulan? Um, anyway. Yeah, anyway, Donnie Yen is also, but I guess if you're not a martial arts fan, you're probably not going to be terribly familiar with some of these people. So yeah, But they're not in the same range as Tom Cruise and John yeah, maybe they just, they feel like, hey, Mulan, lesser known cast, not as high profile. They're willing to maybe take a risk with that one. Well, I guess we will see. I mean, maybe just because they're like Disney, we love happiness and wholesomeness, and we're just going to be super optimistic that this shit show is going to be over sooner <laughs> rather than later. Wishful thinking. I'd say that wishful thinking is driven by how much money they're losing every day. Things remain shut down. Yeah, and I guess... You don't really feel super bad for the massive production companies, but I think the real victims of this are the workers. So like any of the freelance workers, people that work in film, people that work in TV. I read that 120,000 people in Hollywood have just lost their jobs from all the stuff being suspended and cancelled. And I think that is, obviously it sucks having movies delayed, but I think what's more important is on the smaller scale, the people who are yeah, losing their jobs. I know you work in film and video editing. Has this affected you over in America? Yeah, well, about two years ago when I was still living in LA, this would have been big for me. I've since moved back to the East Coast and I've transitioned more into the advertising world. So for me, I'm actually holding pretty good right now. I'm I'm one of the few in the world that's actually not really doing any worse than what I was before. At first, I had one client pull out on me, but then another one ramped up in their place. So I was like, oh, okay, so I'm pretty much right back where I started. So I don't know. I'm, Sounds like you're lucky. I'm very lucky in that regard that my business hasn't really been affected in the advertising world. But for films, yeah, I mean, everybody is going to feel it. And obviously the big actors, the studio heads, all those people, they'll be they'll fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. But when you trickle down, the lower you get to the bottom, to the PAs, then those are the people that are really going to be feeling this. Yeah, well, I have a friend who actually works in TV and film and photography 
and I asked him to send me over um, a little bit of information about how he is being affected by this virus and how it's affecting his livelihood. So he said, I work in TV and film and photography and as of right now, I've lost about three weeks worth of work, not including multiple bookings that would normally come in over the next few weeks. Presently, I may be lucky to find one or two shifts a week, which should hopefully cover my rent and a few loaves of bread, but no idea for how long. So that's him. I don't think his situation is specific to him at all. Like I said, there's been 120,000 people in Hollywood. I'm sure the same would be going for all major cities where they do a lot of production like London, Sydney. So that is who the real victims are. And I really, really feel for these people because a lot of them, it's totally normal when you're freelancing yourself out to not be on any long-term contracts, just be casual. And for a lot of people sort of living gig to gig, which is a totally acceptable thing to do and many people do it. So it's just really sad for all these people in the creative industries that have just totally had the rug pulled out from beneath them. Yeah, I definitely sympathize with everybody out there who is freelancing, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're just concerned about getting your rent paid and having enough money to feed yourself. I mean, that's crazy. So I know. And the thing is, we don't really know, like the end is not in sight. Right. There's just absolutely no way to know because I hadn't really thought about how long this thing would go but then I was listening to an announcement from the Australian Prime Minister this morning and he was saying all these new lockdown laws are going to be in effect for at least six months and I was like holy shit like I just haven't thought that far ahead in the future I guess because I'm trying and failing to be optimistic that people will listen and things will slow down but I guess there's just truly no way to know. There are some promising drugs. I don't know if you've heard at all about these things. Hydroxychloroquine. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Well, chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, and then that when mixed with azithromycin has shown to be extremely promising. That's good. So now, mind you, these are still very early tests that have been done. Much more needs to be investigated. But the good thing about these drugs is not only are they already on the market, but they've been on the market for a very long time. Chloroquine has been on the market since 1934. So this isn't like something that is completely untested. It's something that exists that doctors have been prescribing off-label for other things as needed. So obviously you want to make sure that there's not going to be any kind of reactions with this and COVID-19. But there is definitely some promise here that this could potentially be something. And as they do more tests, I mean, that would be great. But even if that's not the case, I do believe that, I mean, we have the entire world is working on this thing right now, the smartest people on the planet. And I do feel like they're going to figure something out. I'm trying to be optimistic because slowing the spread is one thing. I guess their aim is to just slow the spread and the peak enough that they can just handle treating people. Yeah, I mean, that's why if this turns out to be an actual legitimate solution, I mean, it's not a vaccine. It won't prevent you from getting it, but it will treat you if you get it. And right now they're even allowing it to be used. Say if you're really bad and you're just like, you know what, fuck it, give 
give it to me, I think they'll let you use it. So at that point, what's the worst that can happen, you know? Well, yeah, if you're on your deathbed, for sure. So yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic. I, I, I want to believe that this could be a possible solution to all this. And like I said, even if not, we have the greatest minds in the world right now. Everybody's working on trying to figure out a way to kill this thing. So I just hope one country doesn't secretly find a cure and then not share it with everybody. I'm probably starting to think a little bit like like I'd said a movie, but you know. <laughs> I don't think that would be the case because this is something that's hurting everybody. And I mean, it's crashed the entire world's economy. You know, I mean, this is really an unprecedented thing. The entire world's economy is in the fucking toilet right now. And yeah, a lot of the world's economy relies on international trade. So it's in everybody's best interest to get a cure or get a vaccine and get it out. I know. I know. But then if there's a vaccine, who will get it? I assume probably the people who are the most at risk, which is fair. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Somebody who's young and healthy, they can... They can probably just tough it out. Right. In general. Yeah. No, but that that would be great. But I guess there's sort of no way to know, but hopefully sooner rather than later. And all we can do is wait. But a lot of people are going to be impacted for a long time, like... Our friend Dario that I just read his little testimonial, I'm sure he's going to be impacted for a long time because, yeah, even if a vaccine is invented, it will be a while before people are like, okay, let's have big sets opening again. Let's have cinemas opening again. Let's have this and that until it was super under control. Well, the problem with the vaccine is even if they found the vaccine today, it would still take them a year, year and a half just to get it on the market because there's so many... (sighs) test yeah there's so many tests you need to do clinical trials and what have you so that's why this drug is a potentially great thing because it's already fda approved and it goes back decades so there shouldn't really be any crazy complications from it i mean unless the coronavirus really does interact with it in a bad way but it seems like the opposite is happening so do you have a secret connection with this drug are you the guy in the movie who? <laughs> secretly going to make the big bucks and do you have a fake ugly snaggle tooth in your mouth i'm actually jude law yes and you i sound have... like me. <laughs> I don't, i'm just optimistic that's good that is a great way to be it sounds like you're optimistic yet vigilant so i'd be interested to know that if the whole world went into lockdown like mandatory everywhere how things would be affected. I mean, it can't go on. That's another reason I feel like they have to figure out a solution soon because this can't go on for very long. I mean, people are already struggling. And I mean, three more months of this, six more months of this. Oh, God. Even a a month at this rate is just... Before long, it's going to be literally millions of people per country. Like America, for example, I saw something today saying it's likely at this rate that I think it was like 40 to 50% will have it. And so that's like, what, 100 200 million. In New York, they said 40 to 80%. So New Yorkers are definitely more at risk because New York is such a densely populated city. But yeah, I think that they're going to figure it out. I really do. I, I mean, hope so, because I want to see a quiet place too in cinemas. <laughs> but I think that probably won't be happening. But yeah. yes, I think that as we've discussed, the whole industry has been plunged into disarray and uncertainty. And what can we do? to help well we can continue to buy movies we might want to watch and also we can stay inside your house don't touch people don't cough on people wash your hands (laughs) 
there are little things you can all do. It's still a crazy thing to me. Like, I actually see on TV them, like, telling people how to wash their hands. People don't know. Trust me. People do not know. And I see it all the time because I work at a school and at an after-school care center. So I've known for years how to properly wash your hands because I'm dealing with food, dealing with children, and have to be super hygienic. And we have a sign at the entrance to the after-school care saying, parents, please wash your hands. And I watch people through the window. There's heaps of soap there. I watch parents turn the tap on, rub their hands under the water for like literally three seconds, turn the tap back off, and then like wipe their hands on their pants. And I'm like, that's not how you wash your hands. But yeah. (laughs) Let the adverts come because the people don't know. That's just crazy to me. I've seen it a lot in public bathrooms as well, though. Yeah. I've always been very hygienic in that respect as like using soap. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. Well, if everyone was like you and I, I think this would have spread a lot less. Well, even when I'm coming home from anywhere, straight to the soap, straight to the water, I don't need no germs up in this bizzle. Yeah, (laughs) very true. I attempted to go to a supermarket yesterday, but I was a little bit too late. They had closed early and when I opened my car door on the ground were all like just rubber gloves that people had just discarded it was just like oh boy how wow first of all no littering naughty naughty people and also I love how you see people wearing gloves Mm -hmm. and then they'll like touch something with the gloves and then like touch their phone (laughs) and like do you understand basic contamination and hygiene principles wearing gloves is all fine and good but it doesn't really matter unless you're touching your face so even if you're wearing gloves if you touch your face it's the same effect as if you're not wearing any gloves at all like you don't have to necessarily wear gloves just don't touch your face yeah which is really hard I'm being serious. It is really hard, but I think everyone's having to learn to live with it. But anyway, look, it seems like we are in a very uncertain time in this industry. And all I can say is stay positive, fingers crossed, and try and do what you can to make this madness go on for a lesser amount of time. So things can go back to normal, not only for us viewers, but for the people who have been hit the hardest by this crisis. Yeah. And, you know, you could continue to support movies by buying them, you can rent them on streaming services. And if possible, get your own Netflix account. Stop skimping off your friend. Are there people that do that? Oh my God. Are you like living in a different world? That's a massive thing. One person has an account and then multiple different people just like tag in on that shit. Really? I don't know. I'm not that cheap. Well, that's good. A lot of people are. But please, guys, if you're movie lovers, pay your own 11 bucks a month or <laughs> whatever you've got to do because it will ultimately trickle down and help the industry not totally crash and bomb. So what are your thoughts, guys? Let us know in the comments on the Instagram post and feel free to start a discussion. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And I hope you are enjoying our little Corona specials, considering this quarantine business is most likely going to be going on for a lot longer. We are brainstorming different kinds of episodes that will be of use to people during this wild time. All right. See you guys next time. And wash your hands, you dirty pig. (laughs) That's like a meme in case you didn't know that. I did not know that. Unsurprising. <laughs>